welcome you today to our sitting. Uh, we, we're in the house today. And uh, the reason for that is the story that we are touching on about the life of Jesus is about a house. And so, um, hence the, the simplicity of just a, a house that we want to talk to you from. And before we talk about the message, I really want to ask you how you are. I know that you're not going to be able to answer me, or maybe you can, but I'm not going to hear your response. And, and it's so weird because normally when we would see each other on a Sunday, we would ask these simple questions, how are you? And maybe we'll go a little bit deeper and say, how are you really doing? And maybe we'll go even further and say, how are you and God? And so I want to do that as we launch into today's message. I want to ask you, how are you and God doing? How's your time with Jesus? How's your time in the Word? And I do trust that our time, as we journey through the book of Matthew, is helping you to, to just dig a little bit deeper into the Word of God and, and to see more about Jesus. It's really our prayer for you, is that you will not just see facts, but that you will see the person of Christ. And so please, please come along if you haven't done so yet, and please stay with us as we, as we journey through the book of Matthew. And again, we want to carry on this day and talk to you about the King and I. Some beautiful, beautiful things I believe that we will be able to touch on over the couple of weeks ahead. Talking about your relationship, my relationship with our King Jesus. And so let's pray as we just consider the word this morning. Father, I thank you that you are such a good God. I just want to say we love you, we appreciate you, and we honor you today. Lord, I pray that as we just have this moment together that you will help us, Lord, to be able to focus on that which is important. Help me to communicate what you want me to talk about. And I pray, Holy Spirit, that you will be the one that penetrates our hearts with the truth that is necessary and that is needed at this time. I trust you for that. In Jesus' name. So our series is The King and I. The, today's message is My Treasures and His Kingdom. My Treasures and His Kingdom. We're going to really just read a few verses, actually 12 of them in total, um, that we're going to be focusing on today. And, and it's from the second chapter of Matthew. And so I want to just, first of all, read a few verses and then make some points as we go along. It says here in chapter 2, verse 1, Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the house of Herod the king. First time that um, a king is mentioned here. His name is Herod. It says, Behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem. These wise men, probably from an area in Arabia or Persia, where they came from, and wise men probably could have been um, astrologers, scientists, just some learned people. And, and it says that they came from this area to Jerusalem, and they approached this king called Herod and said to him, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose, and have come to worship him. So the incredible thing here is that you have people from outside of Jerusalem, outside of Judea, recognizing that there's a king born. They go to another king and they're asking, listen, we've, we've become aware of the fact that there's a king that has been born and, and they stirred by this news. The sad thing is nobody local was stirred about it. Nobody local kind of even knew anything about it. And yet when they approached the king, it seems like for the first time, People will kind of realize, whoa, there's something that has happened. And the amazing thing for me is that people from afar spoke to the locals about something that had happened amongst them. 
The locals didn't even really take notice. They didn't actually at all. And so those who knew very little of him wanted him, and those who had the promise of him kind of rejected him. The local people had the promise of him, the Jews, but they rejected him. And so I think the, the point for me is, is that we have so much at our disposal today to know more about this king. And the question is, are we using that? Are we tapping into the word to discover more about Jesus and our, our sincere desire for you um, as a people of God would be is to discover more about this king. Hence the series, The King and I. Hence the importance of reading about this king. We ought to be the ones that grab hold of him and, 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 and answer the questions for ourselves about Jesus and even those that are asking questions about him. Now, I believe it, and it is indeed a time for us at the moment to grab hold of everything um, that we can about Jesus. It then carries on after these wise men arrived there. <laughs> and so we want to focus on, on, uh, on how they came. They didn't just come because they saw a star. They came ready to worship him. It says here, um, for we saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. Now, this is not a a simple act of worship of just saying, well, we've come to sing a few songs to him. What it actually means, if you look at the Greek word proskuneo for worship, it means that they've come to bow down. They've come to prostrate themselves. They were ready as people from afar, very little knowledge about Jesus, but they were prepared to come and give everything of themselves to this king. And we find later on in chapter 2 still, and I want to read to you, from uh, verse 9, it says the following. And after listening to the king Herod, I'll talk to you about that just now. They went on their way, and behold, the star that had been that had seen when it rose went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. So the star led them right towards where Jesus was. When they saw this star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, quite interesting, Jesus was no longer in a manger. This is not the actual birth of Jesus. This is couple of months later, um, it says they went into a house, and hence the, the reason for us being in just an ordinary house today. Jesus was not in a palace when he was born. He didn't grow up in a palace. The, the wise men from the east came not looking for a palace. They came looking for a person. And even though they found that person not in a palace, they were ready to worship him. And I do think that there's something significant in this for us. Is that often we think we, we will find Jesus in the places that we, that we want him to be. But Jesus is found in ordinary places, in ordinary people, doing extraordinary things. So don't go looking for Jesus in places where he may not be found. Look for him in the hearts of people, in ordinary people like you and me. And so... I don't want our worship of Jesus to be determined by the beauty of the things around us. We don't live at the moment in a palace. The world that we're in is certainly not a palace. It is an ordinary place with massive issues and massive challenges. But we look for the king in the midst of that. And you and I have to find Jesus in the midst of this chaos. And he is there. He wants to speak to us. He wants to reveal himself as king. But don't go look for a palace to find a king. 
Look for an ordinary place. Look for him in your business. Look for him in your home, in your family, in your school environment. Look for him because he's there. He wants to speak to you. He wants to reveal you, himself to you. And as you find him there, worship him. as what these guys did. They simply just worshipped him. Now the opposite side of the coin we've got to talk about. Because we find Herod. In, in chapter 2, when, when these guys came and he heard about another king, it immediately disturbed him. It says here the following, when Herod in verse 3, verse 3, <laughs> it says, When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. <laughs> and so he goes, call, goes and calls the chief priest and describes, he says, What's this thing happening? There's another king. Immediately as a king, he is threatened by the other king. And he calls for them and, and the scribes and the Jews come and tell him, yeah, it's actually true. The, the scriptures tell us that there will be a king born in Bethlehem. And so wise men from the east have to come and remind them of what they immediately have with them. <laughs> Isn't it funny sometimes that we don't recognize what we have? We have to have other people come and remind us of the incredible riches of who God is. And so this morning or this day, I want to encourage you. Find out who Jesus is. Don't wait for others to just come and remind you of him. You dig deep yourself. And as you find out that he is king, please don't be troubled. Because this is what kingdoms do. My kingdom, my treasures, will be intimidated by his kingdom. Because his kingdom says, come and submit to me. My kingdom says, I want to be in control. What I have is mine. Jesus says, what you have is mine. And so immediately Herod, Herod here was intimidated by another king because he felt amazingly threatened. He was incredibly insecure and we know that he actually wanted to king, kill this king. He didn't want to go worship him as he indicated. He just pretended to want to worship him. But he was incredibly intimidated by another king. And so my plea to you today is recognize that my kingdom, your kingdom, is incredibly disturbed when we read about the kingdom of Jesus because he says, I want to be in charge. And so don't reject that. Don't run away from his kingdom, but let his kingdom become the passion of your heart and, and submit to his kingdom. The last thing I want us to focus on is, is again, going back to the wise men. Not only did they pursue, they walked a long way to come and see who this king is, they said they wanted to come and worship. And the last thing they did is in verse 11, it says, And going into the house when they, where, they, where the child was with Mary, his mother, they fell down and worshipped him. So they did what they came for. Then it says, they're opening, Then opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Frankincense and myrrh. And, and so just the significance about that is that royalty get gold as gifts. Frankincense is a, is, a, is a sense that you, that you use when you sacrifice. So there's sacrifice involved. And myrrh was actually a prophetic statement that they made, that they realized perhaps that Jesus was eventually going to be, be killed and he will die. And myrrh is the ointment that you smear around the body of a deceased one. But the point is that they came ready to sacrifice. And in this time that we're in, talking about my treasures and his kingdom, I've got to be willing to let go of my treasures for the sake of his kingdom. Because we're living not to fulfill our own dreams, but to fulfill his dreams and his plans. And let his kingdom come 
in our lives. And we'll still talk about the wonderful prayer that Jesus taught us about. Let your kingdom come is the prayer that we need to pray, not my kingdom come. So in this time that we're in, we're talking about the reality of letting go of what is precious to us. Giving of our time, our resources, our energy, our funds for his kingdom. So that his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I made this statement. I want to just read it to you. I wrote down this statement. That um, what I think I gain by keeping what is precious to me, I forfeit what is most valuable from him. See, when we try to keep hold and, and stay attached to what is precious to me, I can forfeit and I can lose what is most valuable from him. And so when you're at a time as we are in, let's challenge one another to not hold on to what we think we need, but to grab hold of everything that he has for us. Let his kingdom come. Let his will be done in our lives as it is in heaven. And my prayer is that for us, that we will certainly, there's this man years ago by the name of Jim Elliot, he made this statement. He said, he is no fool who gives what he cannot keep to gain that which he cannot lose. And so what we have been given is, is something that we will never lose. But let's not hold on to what we think we need, but let's hold on and grab hold of everything that Jesus has for us. We're in this process of talking about the king and I, and the king has good things for us, and the king has his will for us. So we're challenged, like the wise men, to let go of our treasures, to let go of our time, to come and worship him, and to offer unto him all that he deserves. So King City Church, I pray that we'll be willing to let go of what we think is necessary and what is precious to us, to gain what he has for us. My treasures and his kingdom are two opposites. Let's prefer to pursue his kingdom. Let me pray for you. Father, I pray for us, for myself included, that we will be willing to recognize, just as from this simple story of, of the Magi, the, the wise men from the East, how they came ready to worship, and to sacrifice, to lay hold of the greater kingdom and the greater king and to pursue him. And I pray, Lord God, that we will similarly in our lives recognize that the greatest joy there is, is to serve the king, Jesus Christ. I pray, Lord, that we will be willing to let go, to lay down, to sacrifice, to worship, to offer all that you deserve. Lord God, so that, Lord, the greater kingdom can be established in our lives. That we will not let, get lay hold of the things that we want, but, Lord God, willing to give them up so that we can see the greater kingdom established in our lives. We trust you for it, Father. I pray your grace upon us as your people in this time to pursue these things. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. God bless you. Thanks for being with us.